Blog Talk Radio. Shanice Lewis coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, November 28th, 2011. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Next weekend, December 4th, I will be in San Antonio, Texas to host the Silver Slipper Fashion Show, which is sponsored by Lane Bryant, Bear Necessities, and Dress Barn. For tickets and for more information, visit Upstage Beauty Events. Dot com. Our guests this evening on the show are owner of Redress NYC, Deb Malkin, photographer Michelle Alexandria, but up first is Liz Hall. Mary Elizabeth Hall was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and for years Mary worked in CVS Pharmacy in upper management. When she resigned from her job, she decided to dedicate more of her time into becoming a plus-size print model, which had been her dream since she was a teen. When she began to pursue her dreams of becoming a plus-size model, someone told her that she could never model because she was too big and that the world doesn't want to see big girls doing anything. And as a result, she plans on spending the rest of her life proving them wrong. Currently, Mary serves as the CEO, coordinator, and planner for Upstage Beauty Events, a full-service, plus-size fashion production events and consulting services company. And let's welcome Mary to the show. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Shanice. How are you doing? And you can call me Liz. Oh, and you go by Liz, Liz. instead of Mary, yeah. right? Hello? Hi, I'm here. Okay, so growing up, were you confident with your body, or is that something you've learned as you've become an adult? I've always been confident with my body, but what I've learned that um, in a job, in the workforce world, you have to dress the part. Mhm. So if you want if you want to be in upper management or if you want a good career, you have to dress the part that you want to play. So I had to learn that. Um I didn't know that in the beginning. I didn't know that there were plus size clothes for women of my size, but when I was younger, I didn't know I was plus size. I I thought I was regular because you're from the south. So in the south, I'm from the south and everybody looks like women are more accepted in the south. Exactly. So before your uh, events, was there anything going on in San Antonio for plus-size women? There were a few um, 
uh, little small companies that had some things going, but there I hadn't I researched and I hadn't seen any plus size fashion shows. I mean, they have Fashion Week here, but there's no plus size shows within that Fashion Week. So when I got here, I was I wanted to do make a difference. I wanted to you know since we all look the same and we're all attending these fashion shows that are not plus size, I figured why not have a plus size fashion show here right in San Antonio where we all are the same size here. So you created your own company to fill this void called Upstage Beauty Events. Now tell us a little bit about your company. Well, what my company does, I started off doing um, weddings, birthday parties, and things of that nature, just those events, you know. And then oh. I thought, then I, for health reasons, I can't do runway anymore. So mm. I decided I was going to be more behind the scenes. So what happened was when I decided to do this, I had to, you know, of course, do my research. So, of course, I know a lot of people in the industry because I've traveled a lot and I've done a lot of different things, and I went to um, workshops with Full Figure Fashion Week and Plus Mark. So I've done all those things. I've met Mia Amber. She told me all the rest in peace. She was a, she's an a amazing woman. And her and Miss um, Fargo, they taught me all about how to be a plus-size model, what to do in the industry. Gwen DeVoe had this big workshop in Chicago. I went I attend that. So I, they always told me, do your homework. If you don't mm-hmm. do anything, do your homework. So mm-hmm. I did my homework for 11 years. So, so wow, 11 years, that's a long time. So that's a key <laughs> thing that you didn't jump into it blind. You actually did. did homework and you went to other events and networked, too. That's a key thing. And I did fashion shows. I did runway in Atlanta. I did runway in in Chicago. I did runway as much as I could do it and get exposed to it. I've done a bridal shows, any little thing I can get into, any runway I can get into, I did it. Any kind of anybody was doing anything, I I got into it. But I had to do my homework. It was very important. I had to make sure I knew what I was getting into and and knew the steps of getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um no one but Gwen DeVoe, Miss Fargo, you know Plus Size magazine, her Madeline Mm-hmm. Her and Mia Amber are the ones that really taught me in that workshop of what I the steps I need to take, and it blew me away. I was blown away. So upstage beauty events didn't start necessarily to do specifically plus size events, but now uh, that's one of the main things with the company now, right? Now is yes, and to build self esteem, I've 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 gotten like like I have to say over a hundred emails a week, just women saying, "How do I become a model? What do I do? What do I have to do?" I've, I'm so insecure about my body, but it's something I feel like I need to do to make me get to that next level to feel good about myself. So I start styling women. I said, mm-hmm. "Okay, give, can you dedicate three day three days to just." me helping you style yourself. So I started doing that, and it started making them feel better. And then I went from there, and it just started building and building and building. So one of the first events you held in Texas for plus size was Texas Plus Size Diva Contest. Now tell me, what type of event was this? That event was a self-esteem event. It was to build some of the plus size models here um, in Texas alone to build their self-esteem because, as you know, you are more accepted in Texas than you are in New York, California, right, right. Uh, on the East Coast, may I say. 
um, you're more accepting. You're not accepted there, but here in Texas, we all look. But when we watch TV, we all see the smaller women doing this and this right. different this and different that. So here, the women were coming to me and they was asking me, um, how do I kind of how do I build how do how can you help me build my self esteem? I say it goes first within yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're beautiful. That's step one. Mm-hmm. Step two, you have to properly go into a store that actually where you can actually fit the clothes, like Lane Bryant, Ashley Stewart, stores of and Tory, stores of that nature. And you have to go in those stores and you have to start trying on clothes that fit you. Not mm-hmm. the clothes that don't fit you. You can't go into Express and find clothes to fit you. You have to go into the stores that find the the clothes that fit you. So mm-hmm. I told them, you know, first to start with yourself. And so with that, Shanice, it just start building. They start feeling good about themselves. They start shopping more. And they say, you know, I'm getting a message like, I went to this store. I went to that store. It was great. Then I had to teach them about undergarments. Mm-hmm. Undergarments so are you, a plus. you learned all of this stuff on your travels, and you brought all that information back home. Exactly. And so Texas Plus Size Diva, your first event was a success. Is that going to be a annual event that you do now? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do that every year. And was it a competition? Was there a winner? Yeah, there was a winner. Eric O'Brien won the competition. What it was was we had I – I didn't do talent. I did heritage. And the reason why I chose the heritage event is because I wanted the girls to get to know themselves. And it was part of them building themselves up. Once they start learning about themselves and they start researching, you should have heard them. They were excited. Oh, my God, I have part of this in me and part of that in me. Oh, this is going to be great, getting my costume together. Angelina won um, best costume. And I'm telling you, this lady, research her heritage, she did so well that she had flags, about four or five flags of different places that she was that her heritage was from and mm. she has and she created a whole ensemble on her heritage it was phenomenal the girls took out time to learn about themselves and that's what that that's what made me the most proudest about that event it wasn't a pageant i don't do pageants but it was a contest to make them feel good about themselves so and that was your first plus size production and now we're getting ready for your second production which is actually this weekend, Sunday, December fourth, the Silver Slipper Plus Size Fall Fashion Show. Now, tell me, what can we expect this upcoming weekend? Of course, everybody that knows me, Shanice, know I love themes. Mm-hmm. So this is Cinderella Gone Plus Size. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna have plus size Cinderellas all over San Antonio. So this event, which is sponsored by Lane Bryan, you know, of course, Bare Necessities, Dress Bonds, and we have Damon Damon Desmond. He's one of the designers. He's actually designing the the Cinderella dresses. And then we have Ashante, which is from Chicago, and she's coming down with her line, which is Desiree. And everybody everybody knows her. She's she was in New York uh, doing that uh, fashion show as well. And we have all of them coming down, and they're all excited about it. The girls are excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited that you are hosting it. I still get chill bumps when I'm thinking about who's hosting this event. Oh, like, thank you. It's still phenomenal to me. So. Uh, that event is going to be phenomenal. We got um, networking and vendors. We got Elaine Bryan told me they're going to be giving away some uh, great 
uh, prizes and stuff. I have fi- over $500 worth of gift certificates and prizes to give out. It's going to be phenomenal. Now, well, now let's go over the schedule because it's more than a fashion show. Before the fashion show even starts, it's uh, a vendor fair, right? Yeah, it's a free networking and vendor trade show. And it's going to be jewelry. We got, we have jewelry, clothes. We have this jean company that's going to be there. Vault jeans are going to be there. And you'll be able to buy vault jeans for a cheaper price than you buy them in the, in the department store. I don't know if anybody's familiar with vault jeans, but they're beautiful. And they're, okay. they, got, they have them for plus-size women, and that makes them even more beautiful. So we have a, a, a what time is that vendor of fair San Antonio's from? vendors are coming in. And what time is that vendor fair from? That starts, we start in that vendor show at 2 p.m. Okay, and then what time does the fashion show start? The fashion show is going to start at 7 o'clock. We're going to now, open the doors for the fashion show at about four, between 4 and 5 o'clock. Now, are tickets still available for the event, and will tickets be available at the door the day of? Yes, tickets are still available, and they will be available at the door. The VIP tickets are $40. Um, and the general admission tickets are twenty bucks. Now, what does VIP tickets include? Okay, I'm so excited about my VIP bags. Lane Bryant gave me a whole bunch of goodies. Oh, um, we I love Lane Bryant. I know, I know. So I have a whole lot of goodies from Lane Bryant. I have some stuff from Fashion Figure. I have some a lady making some Cinderella cupcakes, and so we have that for VIP. Um, we have all kind of little um, drink tickets. We have, they get a free drink ticket, so UBE is going to pay for their first drink. So they get the first cocktail on us, whether it's lemonade or Kool-Aid or whatever they would like. <laughs> and <laughs> So we have that. So we have a bunch of little goodies for them. So it's going to be great. And a nice little bag, a pretty little bag. And um, does VIP get like um, a certain Some area to sit in? They get front row seats. The actual, the whole front perimeter of the of the uh, runway, they're going to be sitting right in the front. All right, sounds like a good deal. Now, one of the things that you've impressed me with with this event is that um, you know you're based in San Antonio, but you were able to get national sponsors, and you mentioned Lane Bryant, Bear Necessities, and Dress Barn, and not a lot of events in the South get that kind of uh, sponsorship and support. And I think one of the things is because you said you've actually gone to other events in bigger cities and you have networked. And so some of these people you've met in person, I've actually met you in person um, at another event in Vegas, as a matter of fact. So do you try to stress to your uh, models how important networking is to make these connections? I, I'm, I'm, this is that's the whole point of this. I they call me the networking queen, and I'll take that title. That's a great title to have, but it's also me doing my homework too. Mm-hmm. Um, I connect with a lot of people in Vegas when at that event. Of course, I've seen you at other events. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've, I've seen you at events uh, when I was in Chicago at the workshop when you was when you had your calendar. Oh, that's right. That's right. You remember? So mm-hmm. that was like my first. I was so like so excited about the calendar, and I remember that day because um, I didn't know that everything. That was one of my first events workshops that I'd ever been to. So of course I'm walking around with my card, thinking I can just charge everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I walk into the event, 
you said uh, it's ca- we only take cash, and I said, oh, okay. So I remember that. I forgot about that. So you actually you have really have been doing your homework for a long time. For a long time. I remember all the charity events that you did. I've been following you for years. So that's well, why I get chills that you're doing this event. Well, I'm so excited to um, come to San Antonio this weekend. Now, if anyone is listening and still wants to get involved, is it too late to get involved? Tell us what opportunities are still available. We still have some vendor tables still available. It's never too late to sponsor this event. We still have the small business sponsorship. You can go to www.upstatebeautyevents.com, and it has a whole package right there online, or you can call me at 210-485-7912, and um, I I will answer the phone. I I actually answer in the phone now. Um, So, There's still uh, there's still opportunity for sponsorship. If you want to get involved in this, it's, it's still opportunity for vendor tables. Anything that you would like to do, trade offs. We take. We're doing anything. Right now, we're 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 praying that we get a shoe vendor. <laughs> okay, so that's something you're looking for as a shoe vendor. We're looking for a shoe vendor right now. That'll be great. That'll be really phenomenal to have somebody there with some shoes. Now, so, um, opportunities are still open. And I know it's probably too late for anybody interested in modeling in the show, but for the next event that you have coming up, um, how do you go about selecting models and how can the listeners submit to be models? You can always email us at casting at Upstate Beauty Events. Send us all your information, your comp card, your sizes, and we put you in a database. And so when the next event come up, if you're out of town, whether you're out of town or you're local or wherever you're at, we'll have your information already on file. And then when we have casting call, we post it all the time on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook on Upstate Beauty Events. And what we'll do is we'll keep your information in, and we have casting call. We'll email you and let you know when casting call is and keep you updated. And that way you'll know when the next show is. But guarantee the next show is going to be bigger than this show. And so do you look for models in the San Antonio area and close, or are you open to models all over? I'm open to models all over. We have models in this event that are coming from California, Chicago, Cincinnati. I I actually have some uh, about maybe I want to say eight professional models that have actually modeled in Lane Bryant and Tory and different other. And I, I even have Summer Green, and she modeled for City Cheek. Mhm. So we have some professional models. So I'm open to models all over the world. Awesome. And so, do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for, or is it too soon to know what you're going to do next? No, it's never too soon to know what Liz Hall has got up her sleeve next. But I'm working on this big summer fashion show, and I'm so excited about it. I'm probably not going to post the information until. January or mid-February, but I'm looking for plus-size models that are confident with their bodies and would wear swimsuits and lingerie and all of that. Awesome. So, again, 
The Silver Slipper Fashion Show is this Sunday, December 4th in San Antonio, and I will be there as the host, and I'm very excited. And we should mention, too, um, let's give a shout-out to your red carpet host um, that works at the radio station there. Oh, Miss Ma, Diva Dish, that's right. You're going to be on Diva Dish Friday. Yeah, so when I come into San Antonio, the first stop is to the radio station, so I'm very excited about that. you don't even get to go to the hotel, I am picking you up and taking you straight to Diva Dish. Well, that's that's all right. I'm excited. You're excited, and we're going to make sure we – you're going to have a blast with her. She is phenomenal. Um, That's that's, – K-R-O-V-F-M 91.7 HDT Radio. Diva Dish in the house. You will be on the – I cannot wait. And I'm going to try and get a copy of that interview so um, I can post it online for everybody that's not in San Antonio so everybody can listen to it. That's so, right. That's phenomenal. You, it's gonna, I'm so excited, Shanice. I'm excited, too. Well, I can't wait to see you and tell everybody the website again for tickets and more information www.upstagebeautyevents.com All right, well, keep up the good work, and I will see you in a few days. All right, thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And again, that fashion show is this Sunday, December 4th in San Antonio, and the website is upstagebeautyevents.com. Now, up next on the show is Michelle Alexandria. Life is a form of art, and nobody knows this better than Selena's Ray's photographer, Michelle Alexandria, born with a flair for creativity and a panache for depth. Everything Michelle captures with her camera not only tells a story, but also illuminates the essence of life. New to the Moxie management family, she brings to the agency years of graphic expertise, starting as a college undergraduate who studied graphic design but graduated with a B.A. in photography and a minor in advertisement. She's also dabbled in fashion design, giving her the background and tools necessary to expose Moxie models in the prime of their art form. Michelle's innovative concepts of shape, size, and color give women the power to be comfortable in their own skin in hopes that her art will transcend moxie management into something on a grander scale. It is her hope that as her work progresses with moxie management, she will be able to give back to her community by teaching underprivileged kids photography and to help attract more prospective clients. Her philosophy is that if only if one never gives up on their dreams, then they have never failed. And let's welcome Michelle to the show. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi, Shanice. I'm good. I'm a little under the weather, so I gotta. Um, you gotta excuse the raspy voice. <laughs> oh no. Well, I'm glad you were still able to call in and talk to us today. Of so, course, I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> from your bio, I can tell you are a very creative person, and you've dabbled in graphic and fashion design. So do you still use those skills um, in those areas? Um, I do, actually. I still do um, a lot of design. Um, 
actually build websites. Um, I build my own website, and um, oh, I, I do a lot know, of comp. Yeah, yeah um, I built it from the ground up. Um, I also, I design a lot of comp cards um, for a lot of models I work with, and I do um, business card design. So any kind of design, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> so are you available for hire in those areas, or you just do personal things for yourself? Um. I actually am available for hire as well, um, mainly for um, business and um, comp card design. Um, lately, I don't really have the time to do the website um, building, but um, if somebody came to me, sure, I'd be open to it. Okay. Now, how did you connect with Moxie Management? Ah, um, well, that actually, um, I met Tina Sanchez, um, the owner of Moxie Management, through um a photo shoot we did um we were doing a submission and um I knew of her and um so she was actually doing the styling for the shoe and then um ever since that shoe we kind of clicked and um we had a lot of the same visions and um ideas and we just kind of went with it and um we've collaborated collaborated on many shoots uh, so that's how did- we kind of came, came about did Moxie Management introduce you to the plus size community and introduce you to shooting plus size models? Actually, um, I started. Um, I just got into the plus size community. Um, I, actually, I was, I was um, pursuing it. Um, I was doing a test with plus size models in the area, and the very first plus model I tested with uh, was actually signed with Ford. And oh. um, so I just loved the way the plus size body um, photographed and. You know, I felt really inspired just seeing, you know, somebody, you know, my size, somebody I can relate to, um, and the other end of the camera. And then um, when I met Moxie, I just kind of, um, that was kind of their thing. So we just um, went forward with it, and just my photography just kind of went that way um, without me really um, kind of, uh, I guess that wasn't really my plan, I should say, but it's kind of going that way, and I love the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I know that um, you photograph models of all sizes, but one of your specialties is plus, because I have to say from experience, all photographers don't shoot plus-size women well. Um, So what do you like about shooting plus? Um, Well, you know what? When I first started testing on my photography, um, I used to test a lot with with the um, straight models. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, know, uh, the thinner body is just, just as beautiful and um, when I started testing with curvier models, um, it just it made me think, why not? Why can't you know we do the same thing the straight models are doing? And um, I just I saw the way I I didn't want to be photographed, and you know for personal experience, like you know my friends or family taking pictures of me, mm-hmm. I always hated like the shots like from the bottom or a certain angle, and mm-hmm. um, I knew what I didn't want, so I I would capture um, you know the plus size figure in a, in a way that I'd want to be photographed, and um, you know the results I, I love the results and the responses I was getting, and um, it just I was getting um, you know a lot of um, feedback from you know plus size clients and. Um, it just started growing, um, and um, I don't know. Um, it's just kind of taking off that. <laughs> yeah, and the rest is history. And, yeah, um, yeah. And you've done work with Plus Model Magazine and a lot of uh, 
a lot of mainstream things as well in the plus industry. Why do you think uh, a lot of photographers don't shoot plus well? Is it harder to shoot a plus size model? Um, honestly, I don't know why so many photographers are discouraged. I, I think it's mainly um, they're afraid of something they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they probably just don't want to, you know, step outside of their little box. Um, you know, I've photographed, you know, straight models. I think they're just as beautiful as plus models. Right. Um, and, I mean, I don't know, maybe because I'm plus size myself, I could relate to it on, um, you know, on a, you know, a different on a a personal different level. level. A, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there, there is something personal there. And, um you know, I, I mean, that's just kind of their loss. Um, you know, I, it <laughs> you makes more room for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. And um, you know, I, I appreciate you know different body sizes, whether thin, you know, or plus. But um, but yeah, there is something special for me with the plus uh, the plus ladies. <laughs> so, what are some tips you can give to new plus size models that are listening about preparing for a photo shoot? Um. Well, for example, I shot with a, um, a lovely lady from uh, a gal from Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a new plus model, and um, uh, we actually had met, um, you know, just over the phone um, a month prior. And uh, you know, some some tips and ideas that I gave her was just, you know, look at your um, your favorite plus size models out there currently, and you know, what do they have in their portfolios? You know, how are they posing? You know, um, and then I basically, you know. Um, on my end, I, I put a, a storyboard together for them with looks and, um, you know, just kind of some ideas, um, you know, what direction, you know, um, I'd recommend their portfolio to go in or, you know, if you know, we're on the same page. Um, but basically, just studying a lot of um, what's out there, it really does help, you know, whether it be practicing in the mirror or, um, you know, just looking online at your favorite models. and. Um, so basically, just research and know your market. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, just don't think, oh, you know, how what it takes to be, you know, a model just because I'm pretty. And, right. You know, but definitely practice, um, um, you know, always test, you know, um, definitely test a lot um, with photographers. Um, you know, you know, be a little bit picky, too, on who you're testing with. But, um, you know. Um, and, but, and you recently appeared on uh, Curvy Girls on Nouveau TV shooting Rosie Mercado for the cover of Venus Divas magazine. Now, how was that experience? Oh, gosh. That actually was a last-minute thing. Um, I didn't even expect um, that to happen. Um, I just got word a, a week prior <laughs> to the um, to New York um, that I was actually going to go, and um, it was just an amazing experience. Um, you know, always working with uh, Rosie is just um an awesome experience. Uh, she's a true professional at what she does, and um, it was also really cool to um, see the other side of reality TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just to be on the other end and um, uh, just kind of what goes on and takes place. Um, but it was a beautiful experience. It was, it was a dream to shoot in um, down, you know, and um, the Manhattan area, and um, yeah, I was really uh, thankful to be a part of that and have my work shown on. Uh, on national uh, television. Yeah, yeah, a lot of my work shown there and um you know, I got my 
two seconds, one second <laughs> splash of face. <laughs> now, you know, but um, I was happy with it. <laughs> for those listening that aren't familiar with the show, Curvy Girls um, is a show about Latinas in the plus industry. And do you think there is a lack of Latina models represented in the plus size industry? Um, I think so. Um, I think just, just in general, any, you know, whether it be the plus size industry or, uh, you know, just the modeling world in general or um, just on TV, you know, I feel like, um, you know, there's, we're not really represented, um, you know, uh, correctly, you know, by some of the, you know, the women that are out there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would like to see, you know, more of a, more of a presence. Um, however, now, you know, there are, you know, some models, um, popping out, you know, um, showing up. But um, I'd like to see more. More um, diversity. Yeah, there you go, just in general. Um, but especially, you know, in the plus-size community, um, I feel we are we are starting to stand up. And when I say you are, I'm also um, Latina, Hispanic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of nice to see diversity. Right, right. Now, if anyone is listening and interested in booking you for a photo shoot, how did they do so? Oh, okay. Well, they can go to my website, which is um, michellealexandraphoto.com, or they can email me at michellealexphoto at gmail.com. And, and um, you are based email. where, for people that I'm um, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. And, but you travel. Uh, I do travel. Um, occasionally um, throughout the year I'll have a couple um, things where either I'll be in L.A. or um, Vegas. Um, so I'm hoping on going to New York again this um, 2012. So i um thinking about um, also Florida. So oh, that would be cool. Um, so those are just some, some spots, but um, you never know. <laughs> but your majority uh your majority in North California, so that's where uh you do the most of your shooting, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, um I'm always available um to shoot out here, so if any of you ladies want to come and uh, visit me, <laughs> shoot me an email. And do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? I do. Um actually I have a um an editorial coming out uh, in December with um, Evolve Magazine. Okay. It's a beauty um, jewelry editorial. And I also have another editorial um, coming out in December as well with um, model uh, Test Monster in okay. Sports Magazine. Okay. Awesome. We'll uh, be on the lookout so. for both of those editorials. And tell us your official website to keep up with your latest work. Sure, it's um, michellealexandraphoto.com, and um, I'm on Facebook as well. It's um, facebook.com backslash michellealexandraphoto. And you're on Twitter, too, but you don't really get on it, right? Oh, yeah, I am on Twitter. Um, I try to update (laughs) it as much as I can. I I know I get a lot of... uh, (laughs) I just actually got your your tweet earlier. <laughs> it's uh, Mitch Ticks Picks. Well, so M I C H T A K E S P I C. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I definitely um, have to shoot with you soon. That's on one of my things on my to do list. 
So we got to uh, well, make that you. happen soon. Yes, yes, and we'll see when I'm in L.A. Hopefully uh, sometime, um, hopefully before the year ends. It's coming All up pretty right. quick. But um, but thank you so much for having me, Shanice, and I apologize for the raspy voice. <laughs> no, you sound fine. If you wouldn't have said it, we wouldn't have known. You were fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, get well. Thank you so much, love. <laughs> thank you. Talk okay, to we'll you talk later. Soon. Bye. <laughs> and last but definitely not least is Deb Deb Malkin. She's a Long Island native who spent much of her young adult life hating on her body, but transformed into a passionate size acceptance advocate. She created with a few of her friends the Fat Girl Flea Market to create a body-positive shopping event that was affordable, affirming, and fun to raise money for No Lose, a size-accepting organization for the gay and lesbian community. Through the annual event, she became passionate about resale and vintage clothing and opened Redress NYC, the first redress the first resale vintage clothing store exclusively for sizes 14 and up in New York. For three years, Regis became a favorite among many in the plus-size community to not only shop but as a size acceptance oasis. It was recently announced that Redress will be closing its physical doors and on November 20th held a farewell Indie Plus shopping event. And let's welcome Deb to the show to tell us more about her plans for the future. Hi, Deb. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Shanice. I'm I'm a little tired. (laughs) Well, what, what were you doing today? Are you still packing up the store? I'm packing up the store. It's my last two days here, so it's a little bittersweet. But, of course, there's no end to the amount of work to do. So, Well, let's just get into uh, why is Redress closing its doors? I'm pretty sure it's several reasons. But well, what's the main reason? The main reason is economics. The main mm-hmm. reason is while there is an amazing customer support, it just wasn't enough to keep the doors open. Basically, you know, except for some few good months of the year, most of the year we were, um, you know, struggling to pay the bills. And then, you know, in New York and with the weather and having a physical retail store, when the weather is working against you, it's really hard to um, be able to fight back and, and get the people in the door. So we had tremendous support, and we just our expenses just uh, outgrew what we were bringing in. So that was the main reason. And I just didn't – I thought I would rather um, close the store on an upbeat note, on a mm-hmm. high in like a conscious and, and – um, thoughtful way where we could all celebrate what we've created together mm-hmm. rather than wait until uh, the dark days of the winter when mm-hmm. uh, I know we would be struggling. Right, right. Now, and although there are a lot of good times at Redress, no one had to pay the bills but you. So uh, was it a struggle to keep the doors open, like, personally? Like, did it personally take a toll on you? I, I think that... Um, when I made the decision, I realized I didn't have any more r- resources to put into it, and that meant, you know, that meant all the resources, like physical resources and f- 
financial resources and emotional resources. Right. Um, you know, and there were different times where I had one but not the other. Um, you know, so we had gotten a loan, and that helped us during some other times. And um, so, yeah, when I made the decision, I knew that I was out of all three and figured um, – the same thing, like just as much as that I know that people love the store passionately, right. it was still my responsibility to keep all the balls in the air, to keep all the bills paid, to and that's be stressful. able to pay my payroll and like right. really be on time with everything. And I took that responsibility I really seriously. So, And um, you didn't have a partner with the store. It was all you, right? It was all me. Mm-hmm. The, the, the glory and the... And the lows, but I mean, I had a tremendously wonderful staff, and they worked really hard. And I just felt like, you know, just as hard as they work, I needed to work just as hard to make sure that they were always paid on time, and that, like, you know, that everybody was taken care of. So now, although you're closing the physical doors, Mm -hmm. you're still going to be online, correct? Yes. And uh, that the online store will be expanding and growing as we enter the new year. Um, and it was interesting because we did have a lot of we had a bump and growth um, after um, the TV show Big Sexy aired on TLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those people were from out of state, so they're like, "Oh my God, I would love to come see visit your store, but really, I want to shop. I want to be able to shop online." And we had launched our online store in August. But it was a it was just kind of a it was a very baby store at that time and so I, you know, I'm excited to be able to have the energy uh to be able to focus on the online store, to be able to source amazing clothing and be able to source some great vintage to put online. And I you know, I know it won't be the same, but I really hope that it will have the same kind of care and attention um that the redress store had for people um and certainly will be we're shipping worldwide so more people will be able to um get to shop with redress and um yeah so the internet experience is is it's, not it's the same as the real in person experience but it's certainly a way that that we have to shop online right and i know this is a big transition in your life cuz not only is uh this business closing but you're relocating, right? I am. I should look up um Michelle Alexander cuz uh Alexandra cuz I'm moving to the Bay Area. Oh, perfect. So, um I'm moving out west and um well, and this is where you're originally from anyway, right? No, I'm originally from Long Island, from New York. Oh, so, oh, um, I did read that in your bio. <laughs> Would you That's do that okay. some kind of West Coast roots? I, I I lived in LA for a while. I go out to LA a lot for work, for buying clothes, um, and I have a lot of people. So no lose conference happens a lot in Oakland. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of community and friends and people that I care about and who are out there. Um, so yeah, it it was a decision when I decided to close the store. I looked at my life and you know and there are, there's lots of other things happening in my life um personally but i said you know now that if i don't have to take care of this store on a daily basis what does my life look like well it it looks like you know i would have the the ability to move anywhere i wanted so right i'm so i'm you're a, kind of free i'm a little free <laughs> right, you know right. so i'm excited to i mean you know my main 
goal is to avoid winter. Um, <laughs> so avoid with, the snow. Avoid the snow. Last year's snow apocalypse definitely pushed me over the edge. Um, so yeah, avoid the snow is my number one goal. Get a little um, a little more balance in my life between work and the rest of my life. So I think that I'll be able to find that out west. Um, and, and then I – oh, sorry. You got Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then I hope that um, over time we – I was talking about this with the, my Indie Plus designers that we'd like to do some pop-up shops. So okay. definitely still want to give people the redress experience and bring clothes to people where they are. So we are talking about um, – and. We had an incredible fashion show and and shopping weekend with our designers. Right, so was, and that's what I want to get into. So yeah. you can tell me, how was that um, farewell indie fashion show? It was unbelievable. We did it in the store, and Nathalie Collins was uh, um, my like fashion show coordinator, and she was brilliant and came up with a, an amazing concept and idea. So we had the models moving through our redress um, zebra covered dressing rooms um, so it looked like the models were coming out of like the redress dressing room and the show was unbelievable all of the models were extraordinary the designers were amazing like we totally packed the house we raised $1,200 for the Center for Anti-Violence Education wow. and it was a celebration I mean it's what I wanted the weekend to be I wanted us to, to celebrate what we build and create as a community um, and not just be sad about redress closing, but to know that, like, all of that stuff lives on even if redress, the physical space, closes. Um, right. And we can find ways to engage in body positivity and find ways to engage in supporting our amazing and talented designers and support each other in plus-size fashion, um, and we can continue to do that. So... Um, yeah, it was Sweet Tooth Couture and Hissy Fit and Domino Dollhouse and my friend Bertha of Size Queen Clothing and BGU joined us for the first time. And it was so much fun and all the models looked amazing. And I I think it was a better – we put on a big show last year, but I think it was even better than our than our show from last year. Now, one of the things you were big on – was giving opportunities to indie designers and larger plus models mm-hmm. who, without you, may have never been recognized. So what is your advice to these individuals that are struggling to make it in the industry now that your platform won't be there? Well, I think that, um, I mean, I'm hoping still with Indie Plus that we will help it be continue to be a launching pad for independent designers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we weren't we were more a supportive environment for people to get their clothes in front of customers, um, mm-hmm. and not just putting on a fashion show, but getting people to actually shop, it, buy their clothes, try it on, experience it, so that when they go back to um, looking at things online, they'll have had that personal experience with the brand. They will also maybe have met the designer and built a relationship with people. And a lot of these designers also do custom work. So, um, uh, so I, I think that you know we're going to try out the pop-up shop 
version. And usually our indie show weekends were, were events were only one or two days anyway. So they were, in essence, their own pop-up shop within Redress. So mm-hmm. I don't see why we can't take that same model of popping up for a day or two or three and just do it in different locations. And then I don't have to worry about, you know, the big, about the rent every month. About the rent every month. Um, so I think that's what we're going to try to do and see if that's something that we can um, be successful at, have fun with. Um, it's certainly a lot less pressure um, and a lot more fun to go to different locations. Um, and between all of us, all the designers, we know a lot of people in a lot of different cities. So we can probably name 10 cities off the top of our head of where people want us to go. So I think we'll be putting out some information um, in the next few months, kind of asking people for um, their input of where we should go. Now, what is the future of the Fat Girl Flea Market? Because Redress started to be the headquarters for that project, too, Mm -hmm. right? Well, the Fat Girl Flea Market I helped create, but it's also happened um, when I've not been involved. Okay. Um, so there are an army of volunteers who have years of experience running and coordinating the flea market. And every year it's a little bit different. This year we were able to use Redress as a home for a lot of the clothing, mm. but that we haven't had that years previous so well you know i think whoever runs the flea market will be able to um put it together and there's so many people who are really experts at their kind of part of the the volunteering that um that it can all happen so i i am confident that there will be another facro flea market um and you know if anybody wants to throw some kind of flea market event in their city, I'd be happy to talk to people and share some information about, you know, what what we've found to be successful and or not. So if anyone is listening and um, one of their goals is to open up a plus-size clothing store, what would your advice be? What have you learned? Well, I've learned that you can't have too much money. <laughs> um <laughs> But um well it was an interesting thing because we did a lot we did a we did a lot of everything. So we we were a resale store as well as bringing in new um wholesale clothing. Um I think my um I think knowing who your audience is, knowing who your market is and really really being specific because plus size women is that's a larger market than really just one niche. Mm-hmm. So are you looking to dress fashion forward, um, a younger customer? What are they wearing? How much are they spending every time they shop? Are you looking for a more upscale um, customer, you know, who's going to buy Anna Schultz and, and Melinda Massey and some other brands? So a lot of it is the importance of knowing who your customer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then delivering exactly what it is that they need. And and the other part about opening a boutique is the clothing is really important, but also um, you can make a lot of money also with your accessories. So the add-ons is also really important. But I would say having a really um, understanding a buying schedule, understanding how you um, 
basically how you buy. So having retail experience is, is extraordinarily helpful. So did you know all of this or did you No, learn I didn't know any of it. So you learned <laughs> well, as, when as we, it. Well, we learned it. I learned it because when I originally started the store, I wasn't planning on buying wholesale. Like I wanted to just do a vintage and a resale experience. But we, the resale clothes weren't, like we couldn't control how much good stuff came in. So I always wanted a customer to have a lot of choices in what to to what to buy or what to shop um, when they came into the store. And my store is very large, so that also played a part in it. Um, so sometimes you'd get a you know you get somebody selling us like they you know bring us like ten fifteen great dresses from Torrid or or wherever, and they were awesome, and we bought them. And they would sell out in that same day. So if somebody came the next day um, wearing that same size, maybe we wouldn't have anything available for her. Um, and that was happening. And so I decided that I needed to go into the marketplace and buy wholesale clothing that was, you know, similar or was going to um, make our customers happy. So that really did help people, like, be able to walk in the store and, and it was always often, something. yeah, there was always something that they wanted to buy, whether it was a resale item, whether it was something vintage, or whether it was something new. But that definitely added a lot of pressure to our bottom line because that is clothing that you have, you know, you put out a lot more money for that at one time than you do for, um, you know, when you're doing the resale experience. Because resale, we would offer either store credit or cash. Um, but it also led me to find things like teggings which I have to say are probably the most amazing, some of, one of the most amazing inventions I've ever experienced. And those are, they're like a tight legging hybrid and they come in lots of colors. And like that I've been so excited to introduce to my customers um, because they're really super comfortable. Um, they fit everybody really well. And they're a great fashion solution. So when I have the opportunity to find something that I know plus-size women are really hungry for, that's the part of my job that makes me really excited. So I get to still do that online. So that's always going to be my goal, which is to find the things that I know that women are looking for um, and provide them. So do you have any last words to those in the PLUS community who helped support you over these last three years? Oh, you want to make me cry, don't you? <laughs> uh, I just that I appreciate every single person. I appreciate all the rela- amazing relationships that we built, um, and that they, and that it means a lot. And then I'm sorry that we couldn't stick around, but I also want to, you know, I want other people to also like find ways that they can make something happen in New York. Um, you know, it's definitely a town where that can support a business. It can't just because redress, um, wasn't able to keep going. Doesn't mean that somebody else's shop can't. So Mm -hmm. I think that I would love to see people, um, step up. I know that folks are really interested and excited about bringing something to New York. So, you know, I would love to see other people do it. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for, or is it up in the air right now? I would just say, I mean, right now I'm, you know, I'm in that transition part of moving, but we'll be adding new clothes on the website um, 
we're at we're I'm adding new things hopefully this week. So I would say everybody should sign up for the newsletter at Redress. Um, so that's www.redressnyc.com, um, or you know keep an eye on my Facebook or Twitter. And um, when we have our first show, I will definitely let everybody know. It'll probably be on the West Coast, but um, you'll see a lot more activity happening out of the website. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to see the the store going, but I'm excited that you'll be on the West Coast. I know we can go hang out. Yes. When I go to LA. Yes, I'm I ready. I think that'll have to happen. Yes, definitely. And tell everybody what is the official website. The official website is www.redressnyc.com. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Nice. And thank you to Plus Model Magazine and Plus Model Radio. You guys have always been amazingly supportive, and it's been so much fun working together. And I know that we'll keep working together. Right. It's not over. It's no, not it's over. not over. It's not over till the fat lady sings. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, all right. I, you got to finish packing. You're going to keep working. I got to keep working. It's only 10 o'clock here. Okay, well, don't work too hard. All right. You have a good night. You too. And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.